Hello and welcome to another episode of Deck Hockey Focus. We are your number one source for equipment reviews, information about deck hockey, and general entertainment. We start every episode with cracking a cold one with the boys. On tonight's episode, we're going to talk about our uh, specialty players, the cherry pickers out there. Uh, what you should be doing on the power play. Specialty is used loosely. Yeah. Very much so. Let's uh, call a lazy ass. The new, the new ball's coming to you. And uh, our tip of the week is all about patience. So tonight's host, we got Zach Hurt. Chad Kennelly. Ryan Shackleford. Michael Holst. <laughs> Eric Mock. <laughs> and Colin McMillan, executive producing. We have a full crew for you tonight. Hopefully we're going to get you the best episode we've ever brought you. And uh, let's jump right into a discussion about the cherry-picking players out there. And I think I should, I should clarify what we mean by cherry-picker. Uh, usually if you're right. playing with that person because they don't play defense, they hang out on the other end of the uh, half-court line, and they're hoping to get that goal, you know, that you'll pass it to them. You'll do all the hard work, you know, of uh, grinding on defense, and then they'll get the glory of scoring the goal. We, I think we all know a bunch of cherry pickers out there. It rhymes with Hattrick Mamek. <laughs> <laughs> it's Pat. <laughs> That's well, Pat. They're talking they, about they Pat. They take all the glory from everybody else. They're selfish-ass players is what they are. They're trying to get the goals. They're trying to rack up their own stats, but they don't want to put the work in to get there. I really that changed the scenario 100%. a little there's bit. A different, yeah. okay, but there's let's a say, uh, let's say Casper's is playing defense and he's hanging way, way back. That's does that it. change the scenario well, a little bit? I think, I think it does. Or let's say you've got a short bench. Let's say you've got a really short bench. Let's say you got one guy on your bench, where you got to run a you got to run a four five minute shift. Cherry picking looks pretty damn good in that scenario, doesn't it? Yeah. All right. Well, I think globally, and to what Squatch's point was, that full bench typical game situation. If we're going to talk about one offs and those, yeah, I'm going to agree with you that, that that's when off? we have. How many fucking games you play with four people on the bench? A lot. That no, sucks. at the high levels you do. At the low levels you, you don't do it in D one anymore. It no, you gotta anymore. have the bench. Even even QC Crew finally figured it out last season. Playing with six guys doesn't, doesn't get the job done. It's just, I yeah no. But to the point of what we were saying, like cherry picking is the worst thing you could ever see because the second the second you get scored on, like that person is a hundred percent responsible. Mm-hmm. Even if you made the worst play of your yeah. life, and I'm the, blaming that person. And they're the guy that's not going to come off because they're not tired because yeah, they they're just all, yeah. stood there the they're entire also, time. Yeah, they're not going to well, come it's off. It's the guy that's worried about stats. Yeah, let's yeah. be let's be perfectly honest. If you get scored on, there's no plus and minus in deck, so they see how many goals you got. They don't see how many goals you got scored on. Yeah. And there's nothing right. worse than the cherry picker who finally gets the ball and you're like, okay, you're up there, let's do something with it, and then they miss. And, and they then they don't it. score, and it's like your whole me. point of what you're doing, and you just screwed it up. Well, I think it's worse is if you have a cherry picker who doesn't have hands. Yeah, they, they, <laughs> they have hands because they have a guy that's fast, and they wait until they get a guy that can pass to them, and then all of a sudden all they get is tip it in, and they think they're an amazing player from that point on. Yeah, it's artificially inflating an ego that shouldn't even exist. But okay, so the the places you see it the most, like you don't you don't you don't see it a lot in the top leagues mainly because it's so fast-paced and there's really no getting behind mm-hmm. the team, but you see it a ton in the lower leagues. Like as a referee, refing all the D3, D3+, D4, D4+ games. Like I just want to shake them. I want to shake them. They're you see their in- guys putting in the work, you see their goalies struggling and they're just Chilling the, above the center ice dot. They're putting the other team on a staring power play. at the defense. Mm-hmm. All they're doing is putting their team on a power play artificially. And yeah, all, and every time their guys get near the ball, it's I'm up here. Yeah, pass it up. Give me, give me, yeah. get it up. 
Yeah, it Fuck. does. It does nothing. Nobody should be looking for a cherry picker to add to their team, even in those scenarios where we need a guy to score. But you know, what's I'd f- rather have an all-around player. You know what's fucking crazy? Well, I see the guy that I'm thinking of, and I'm not going to say any names, but this guy, everyone asks him to be on the team. Like everyone gets him to sub, everyone gets him to play on the team. Like, why the fuck would you want to play with somebody like that? Does it, it rhyme is an, with anything? It is just annoying. Is he related to anybody? Oh, wow. Yeah. You can still be a cherry picker without like basically screwing over your entire team. Like you can be the guy that's marking the point. You can even maybe rest your legs a little bit, but (laughs) still be, you know, at least high slot. You want to be goal side of that defender. And then if they put it up to him, you pop it past them. Yeah. And you know, at least you're contributing. But when you're the the guy who's walking back on defense, when you can, I mean, if you shuffle your feet a little faster, you're not even speed walking. It bugs the crap out of me, man. But I think that's the difference. I think that's the difference between a cherry picker and somebody who's actually offensively literate. Like, if you're in the actual defensive zone between the defender or between the their last guy on the point and your goalie. You're not cherry picking at that point. You're no, just using your speed. Well, you're playing, most so, of the time, you're the playing, cherry, the you're cherry picker. A specific zone, though. Yeah, the cherry picker is the guy that doesn't get back on D. Yeah, yeah. it's not yeah. that they're. Yeah. It's not that they're. Yeah, they're not always just standing up there flat footed. It's that they're just really taking their time getting back on D and basically letting an odd man rush happen when they could. You know, maybe they're still that odd man rush, but you know, you're you're going to be that third man in. You can. Mm-hmm. Help if your something. goalie makes the save and I'm kicks out that Vietnam rebound, you're going to want to be there. Yeah, <laughs> I'm having Vietnam flag <laughs> conversation. But what you're talking about is when a strong team really comes into play. If you have good leaders and a good team, they will point those people out and say, "Hey, you can't do that." Somebody should be kicking that guy's ass on the most of the time. Most of the time, it's the leaders of the team that are doing that. Exactly. <laughs> Let's be yeah, serious. and that's when you realize, hey, maybe uh, I'm not on the best team. Right. So I think in summation. Uh, cherry pickers are a double-edged sword. They can help you score when you need it, or they can. There's a really good chance they're a minus player. Yeah, I don't think there's a double-edged sword. Yeah, it's not a a double-edged sword. If Michael Holst can get back on defense, you can get back. (laughs) (laughs) Why are you walking? That's because you're lazy and selfish. Let's be honest. That's exactly why they're doing it. Call those people out. All right, guys, before we move on to the next episode, I want to thank our newest sponsors, Vamos Tacos. Uh, If you guys happen to find yourself in Manitoba, Canada, and you're looking for the best tacos in town, hit up Vamos Tacos. Friendly staff, amazing food, 3.7 stars on Yelp. Look up Vamos Tacos next time you guys are in Manitoba. All right, guys, tonight we're going to talk about the power play because... As we move into the next part of the season, I feel like everybody needs to brush up a little bit on the special teams. So, goalies, what do you guys see from your end? Uh, stop trying to screen me. It does basically nothing. And in my opinion, if you if you put a guy in front of me, I could see around him all day long. Especially if you put a five foot nothing squirt in front of me, it does. Well, nothing. yeah, but you're you're like six eight. Yeah. So for normal sized people. I yeah, for us normies, about. yeah, uh, it it can make a difference, but it depends on who's there and it depends on who's shooting. Yeah, well, uh, no, and, and I think it's the players you have up top. If you park, mm-hmm. what I'm going to say is like you park a guy in front of me in the net, I want my guys 
my defenders, my my penalty killers, to go out and get that, get the passing lanes, get the shooting lane. The guy who's parking his ass in front of me is going to do absolutely nothing if they defend that well. I think if anything, the job of the guy in front of the net isn't so much to screen; it's to pick up that rebound exactly and but, get that quick one too. Yeah, yeah on the that. top in the higher leagues, yeah, I would agree with that. But if, in the lower leagues, they just stand there. They ain't yeah, doing they anything. stand. Right at the top of the crease. That's not how you scream. But what do you do if you don't have those crispy passing skills? Because in like the D one, all they're looking for, they're looking all, all they're right. looking for is that that cross ice pass for left the one timer, right. and you don't got to crank it, you don't got to snipe okay, anything. So you have but, that empty but net. Standing standing two inches off the top of the crease is not going to get you that. You have to stand three feet off the top of the crease to really get a decent rebound in. If you're going to stand right there, I mean, you're going to hit it right back into the goalie's pads. Goalie's going to get quick cover. It's not worth it. Can we break down the power play for what it is, though? And I see it way more in the bottom leagues. You see it. Make a power play line. Yeah. Stop sending out your next fucking three players. Yeah, I agree. You're wasting two minutes. What are you doing? You just got a free goal. It's three on two. You, two and, guys. And let's be serious. Score. You should score. Yeah. If, if we get a power play, maybe not so much a one minute, but I still think we should be able to score in one minute. Would you yeah. guys go four for four tonight? Something like that, yeah. probably. Yeah, you popped them all. But yeah. I, we sent out players. A, a penalty when I'm the next guy. When I'm, I'm great. Yeah. When I'm even killing a penalty, I'm thinking like, all right, if we kill this off, like we should almost get a point on the board. You don't kill mm. off penalties in deck. I no. feel like if your player. Switches his stick from right-handed to left-handed. He should awesome. never see power play. Time. If your player he doesn't have see. a deck head, yeah, sit. Yeah, what? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. well, and as a go- oh, and sorry. as a goalie, like if my team is on the power play, it can be very frustrating. You're like, here's our chance, here's our chance, and it's like, ah, oh, just get some shots off. You know, make some passes. And you're right. If you if you don't have your best players out there, you're wasting a great opportunity. So here's what I'm saying. Also, don't bitch when your coach or captain tells you that you're not going on the power play because they're sending out their guys. That is the most annoying. Oh, I paid the same as you. Yeah. You Fuck paid no. to also win. You didn't just come here to put up your own stats. That's yeah. how you're sports not as works. Good. You're not as good as the other guy, and we're putting out our guy to go score a He's goal. probably a cherry picker. Probably. They might be one of the same. <laughs> yeah. But from a goaltending standpoint, what I, if I see a guy park their ass in front of me, I'm actually kind of happy about it yeah. because I know that nothing's going to happen up top. Well, they're helping make saves. Well, exactly. Because yeah. <laughs> yeah. a lot of times it hits I get them. credit for yeah. doing work that yeah. I don't do. Get out of my what way. What I don't want to see is what you guys did tonight, mock and Holst on the mound, and spread it out. You put Womack up top. Mock, I think you went deep. Holst, you were out there like sitting on top of the dot. Yeah. Rots was doing it too. Spread our guys out and went left to right and just waited for the opportune time to take the empty net. You can only move in net back and forth so many times and keep up with that play. That's what I don't want to see. That's what scares the well, shit out of me. Well, not to jump, not to play. jump ahead, but now that the uh, the Bauer balls are back, mm. God bless them. Oh God, I love we'll them get to that later. so much. I know, but guys, but I think you mitigate some of that from deep, from goalie if you have the sliders. I I don't worry about that nearly as much anymore. Now that in I the can lower move league, yes, right. in the yeah. lower league, yes. But you can slide as fast as you want. If a guy's wide open back door, you're going to score on. That's right. why when it, you right. if you watch like a D one. PK, you'll see they they try desperately to stop that cross court pass because it's they're so dangerous. They're letting the shot. They're letting the shot from the point yes. go, and they're trying to save that left to right. And then you know what? I'll pan, I'll fucking I'll pander again. God damn it! I hate doing this, but it's a good point to make. So <sighs> Nick's got a mustache now. 
<laughs> unrelated, but he I feel looks like... just like Adam Leibinger. What is going on? Un- un- unrelated, <laughs> unrelated. Lie, I walked up to Deck. I'm like, who the fuck is refing? Back- <laughs> <laughs> to be to be back on topic though. So, we oh, were, is that all that was? We were yeah. we all were right, cool. We were cutting. We were cutting off. Uh, this was a couple games ago. We were cutting off that cross pass very well, and they were playing with it uh, on the far side. So Nick is. I'm basically only guarding Nick, not letting that cross pass go. And so they've got two guys on the boards just playing catch. High, low, high, low, high, low, high, low, high, low. And I got sort of entranced. I got caught watching the ball. All of a sudden, Nick Nick makes a freaking beeline from basically the high, I guess, top of the circles almost at the center line and just beelines it to the net. And by the time I took a step, it was already in the net because there's that quick pass across and, ah, God. The fact fact that QC Crew doesn't have, like, a 70% power play is unreal. They have the best, like, their scoring rate. It should be, like, 93. Yeah, Yeah. like, their power play is Like, ours is near 100. It's so sick. The only reason they shouldn't score goals because they just accidentally fucked up and hit the fucking post. Swisher, Bobby, and Nick... That's it's ridiculous. That's game. It's it's got to be a goal. Put Probst out there too. He plays a lot of their power plays, mm-hmm. and that's the other thing. He's dangerous. With- I hate this. I'm leaving. <laughs> and if you it. if you see their strategy, it is it to cross cross the court? And if you are interested in following like uh, Twitter, I think Jack can he he posts videos and he talks about the Royal Road, and uh, the Royal Road is the uh, imaginary line going down the middle of the uh, court from goalie to goalie, and if you can pass across the yep. Royal Road. Your chances of scoring increase. I don't know it's, how much. It's, but it's just dramatic. like well, no, yeah. it's like in ice. So in ice, when you're you're doing a five on four, they say if you split the box, it should be a goal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like think Alexander Ovechkin, kind of uh, Steve Stamkos, that backdoor one timer. Yeah. If you split the box and it's the same in deck, but it's you know obviously cut in half, so it's there's only two dudes. But yeah, but so if you split through those two guys, that should be a goal every time, and that mm-hmm. should be your goal is to split. Mm-hmm. And as a penalty kill, it should be your goal not to let them split, and that's sort of the dance that you have to do. But so can I? So I know that we were kind of. Going after crew there for a minute, which I hate, but <laughs> going after well, yeah, life. I've played against them my whole life, so I don't want to sit here and talk about how good they are because they're awful. But they're also really good. Get over I, I'm it. I'm going to celebrate the success. I want to talk the about best power play line in fucking. I want to talk. And about on a side what, note, they need to get their own jerseys. Yeah, give Chad his jerseys back. The second time I've talked about this, or give him credit. Like the kid has 192 goals this year. <laughs> I want to talk about my favorite deck hockey power play line ever. Okay, which is. I don't hear this. Uh, Stone, Kramer, Quack, and Quack when he's liquored up. <laughs> <laughs> By far, no, and they're good, and they're good because, like, Quack just dishes it to those two, and they are skilled, man, and they're super fun. Like, oh man, I, I used to love watching it. Now they're getting a little old, and they're starting to move up into D one. I'm getting nervous. <laughs> I used to love reffing when than I would their like. Chemistry is off the. It charts. was unreal good because they would only take one shot, and it was going in. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of them getting old, I ran into Stone the other night going to see it, and I was like, "What the fuck? This kid shouldn't be old enough to see this movie." He's probably like six He's two not, now. He huh? is. Yeah. He is. Just wait. He's not. Puberty's gonna hit that kid like a ton of bricks, and he's all of a sudden gonna be two hundred pounds. I get ID'd for a rated R movie, but his ass can get in. This is fucking bullshit. (laughs) It's ridiculous. Rave cinemas. It's probably they saw his stats. Probably. Well, I think it was his dad. (laughs) Oh, there you go. He probably drove his dad there. (laughs) They just asked him, "Can you go bar down?" And he was like, "Duh." And then eh, he was like, "Bad question." Bad question. He didn't even answer it because it was so stupid. (laughs) 
<laughs> anyway. But, well, I so think it's power like, plays are dumb. Yeah. But <laughs> power plays I, are my favorite part of If hockey. you don't score on a power play, you're garbage. Agree, it kind of ties back to what we talked about a few weeks ago with like the pole goalie and the patience thing. Mock was just telling Kramer, like talking about Kramer, Stone, and Quack, only taking one shot. Mm-hmm. And that was, like a, se- that was like a D2 team. Yeah. And, <clears throat> I mean, they... I don't want to say they were like head and shoulders better than everybody, but they were a talented line, but they, they had it between the ears. They were smart Mm -hmm. and you know, they worked it around the perimeter, worked it around the perimeter. Boom. Now we've got our chance. Take advantage. Score. Instead of rushing, rushing, shoot, 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 shoot. We're talking like Nikki Swisher, Bobby power play line of just passing, passing, passing. Average line. Just, it's not a rush situation. We talked about it's composure. It's be patient. It takes one shot, not a hundred. Be smart. And each of those lines are put together, you know, specifically to, 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 to do this. Yeah, to do the uh, best power play opportunity. Pulse now has a special announcement about the balls. Pulse, tell us about your balls. Well, they're not mine. They're everyone's. Uh, the Bauer balls are back, and I was. Uh, we were told last year that D two plus was not getting them. But we found out tonight that now that they're back, D2 Plus and D1 are using them. And the major update is that, unfortunately, all of your my leg balls will be useless next year because Bauer is going live for every league next year. You season. want Word. them to be useless. The Bauer balls, Amazing. it's going to take you one, one deck hockey 13-minute period to get used to them, and mm. then you won't be able to go back. So, well, can we dig into that a little bit more? If you'd like. So, Obviously. no, I'm not a shooter. You guys are shooters. Well, Do you shot, have shoot your shot, kid? Don't ever, don't ever point at me again when you say I'm a shooter. I wasn't. I'm sorry. That was just an Aaron finger. Cover your ass. <laughs> All right. So to be ladies. to be clear, mock and holst. Do you have to when you release? Is there a different release the bar ball than it definitely is life? different? But once you figure it out, it's basically the same thing. It's just you're just get used to it. It's, it's, it's slightly heavier, it's heavier, which is better. Yeah. No, I, I think it's better. I like better. Oh, yeah. You so can feel, feel it better on your shoot. stick. How, what's that going to do? They don't know how to shoot a Milak. How is that going to work for Bauer? It's heavy. and It's going to make gonna, it a lot easier. chops in the air. And can I, no, it is not. No. Absolutely it's not. It's going to make it worse. It can I say the unforeseen <laughs> thing that's going to happen? And I know there's a lot of people that bitch and moan about, oh, I bought a deck hit and it broke after five games, that's which is like do. a really good amount of time. Yeah. But seriously... Most of that is because you are a hack and you are just slamming your stick against everything and everyone and everyone else is slamming their stick against you. And I could draw a line on your stick where I bet you it breaks every single time and it's right above the blade, right at the very, very base of the shaft. I guarantee that's where your stick broke because you're bad at hockey. This ball is going to change that. When it goes into the corner, it doesn't bounce. It doesn't rattle around. It sits down. It takes one, maybe two hops and it sits. It doesn't bounce around forever. And I'm telling you, it's going to, there's going to be less people hacking at each other's knees there's going to be less bumps bruises and broken sticks as a goalie i've noticed that it can be really difficult to watch a game when you're using a red ball and it's kind of cold those things are bouncing around constantly and people because they're bouncing around you're right they're hacking at people's shins they're going all over the place and if these new balls can sit and like stay on the ground it's going to make it much better for everyone yeah and as a goalie it's awful to control uh those mylock balls when it gets hot or when those red ones when it gets to about 65 degrees, they ricochet and just rip off the board. Well, and the problem with so them, too, to the problem with them, too, is you might start the game and it's 
somewhere in the 70s and you're using the red ball and then all of a sudden the sun goes down it's fits and the temperature changes and that thing turns right. into a rock so i think there's two points there like one back to mock like your stick oh it broke after 14 seasons <laughs> i didn't even make it through the entire season yeah guys sticks are made to last like 30 days max that's like guys, the warranty on here, them. here here's the perfect example here's the perfect thing to think about when you are bitching about your stick breaking Last season, I played on three teams. I played a whole season for all three teams. And I shoot harder than you. And my stick did not break until the playoffs. That means I played 36 games, which is a lot of fucking games, guys. Yeah. Don't bitch about your stick. Yeah, if your stick breaks in two games, sure, get it. Totally fine. But if you're bitching about your stick breaking after one season, that's a long time. Like, hockey sticks don't last that long, and those cost $300. Like... When I played as a player, count yourself would, count yourself lucky. When I played as a player a few years ago, I used to get a new stick every season because the one I used last year, I knew it was breaking down. Yeah, like that's what they do; they yeah. break. My stick right now is my stick right now is busted. I gotta get a new one. Like yeah. I'm not gonna bitch about it. Like I know I, it sucks to spend the money, but I have to do it. Yeah. If you don't want to spend the money, buy a shitty stick. Yeah, be terrible at deck hockey. If you're tired, if you're tired <laughs> and you want something that's gonna last for the rest of your life, use one of those crappy wood ones. Which I and think, have fun not scoring eagles. That's an excellent point though. With the people that are still using the Milex and the plastic blades, that bar wall is gonna bend it in half. Yeah, that's a good point. That blade's so not even gonna come off your stick so differently. So what we're saying, and not to endorse buying the deckheads, whatever, buy them. Yeah, spend the money. They're a great stick. Spend the money. But if you're still using the plastic blades with the introduction of the power ball, it's not going to do a damn thing. You're not on the power play, basically. You're inconsequential. Yeah. Recently, we started a new segment called uh, Tip of the Week. This week's tip of the week is all about patience, and it ties right into what we talked about in the power play. You got to get your head up. You got to look. You got to look at, listen to your other players. Look for that pass. First and foremost, always look for that pass. Be calm. And uh, even if you got a guy rushing for you, look at your options. I think a lot of times, uh, this is probably a tip best for some of the lower leagues, maybe even the women's league. I see a lot of. Panic play. I mean, if you're in the corner, if you're behind the net, you know, use your body shield off or a lot of times, maybe, maybe talk to your teammates is what we maybe need to talk about is tell them, you know, you got time, you got time, turn, look, turn, look, instead of dump it, dump it, dump it, dump it down the boards. I don't think it's a panic play in the women's league. They literally like guys, it's just move up. Stop. You can't say guys. Ladies, stop playing defense between the your own dots while your team is playing offense. Please move up. It it's so hard to watch. Please don't do that. The, the really, point I, the point I want to make though it's is not that, a panic play. That's just that's the play. But okay, okay. Let's say you are going to turn and dump it up the boards. Maybe instead of smacking it all the way down, you can do a soft chip play that only goes right around center ice, top of the dot, other side, yeah. and you've got someone there. Chip it up to someone else. If they miss it right. and it goes long, but, but, that's fine. But have a purpose. So arbitrary scenario here: the person who's chasing the ball back in their defensive zone is looking the exact opposite direction of where they want to go. Take a so, peek. Yeah. Before you get to the ball, take a peek. You yeah. already know where the ball is. Should Check goalie, your blind spots. Should their goalie be saying something to them? Should their players be yelling, absolutely. I'm on right? They should. Hey, you have time. But they should absolutely be saying something. So yeah. I, I grew up playing defense. 
And the number one thing is, especially if you think you're going to be uncontested in the corners or you need to, you need to see if you're going to be contested in the corners. So I already know where the ball is. I already know where the ball is. I, I, I know where it's going to end up. If Mm -hmm. it's rimming around the boards, I'm already running to where it's going to be. I'm going to meet it. If it's slow, if it's stopped behind the net, whatever, I'm running straight at it. And I'm a couple strides from the ball. I'm checking my blind spots to see where everybody's at. You know, and then when I turn, I've got an idea in my head. Do I need to carry it behind the net? Do I need to dump it back up around the boards? Do I need to zip it because I got somebody coming in hot? Is my team changing? What the hell is going on? Mm -hmm. Pick your head up and take a look instead of just thinking, oh, it's in our defensive zone. They're going to score on us unless I freak out. (laughs) That's what it is, though. They panic. They freak out. They shoot it down. It ruins the game. Because a lot of people just don't want to be that person that leads to a goal. So, like, if I get it out of here... We'll be doing better. But honestly, if you just dump it out and then they take possession again, the other team, that's a turnover. Yeah, but look what look what happens in the higher leagues. D1, D2+. plus. When they go make line changes, they actually go back in their defensive zone. They go back behind the net and they reset. Yeah, and, and it all comes back to just being patient. You know, taking your time, let the play unfold in front of you. And start orchestrating that. You know, you you're the defender typically. Where you're quarterbacking at that right, point. Right, right. You're quarter. You're game managing this at that weird. point, and you need to start paying attention and understanding where your players are at. I, I'm a firm believer that every defender on your team should take a leadership role at, at like a quarterback level, for lack of a better. Like, mm-hmm. No, that's analogy. the perfect term because yeah, they're starting they the play. Right. Mm-hmm. They decide. How the attack progresses that's forward. Why, that's why you see teams NHL even up to D, right down to D one a deck. They go back behind their net and they reset. Well, and somebody wanted us to talk about line changes or whatever, and I feel like we can't do an entire segment on it. But I know that there are a good deal of times, especially in tournament play when things are very competitive, that we'll get it behind the net. I'll hold it. A guy will come change, run back for me, and then I'll go change. Leave leave the ball for him behind. Yep. Just one more no, thing. One more thing before you end is when you when you mentioned that defense, you want them to take a quarterback role. The goalie really has to play a, a, an important part there. And no matter what team you're on, you need to all decide as a team how you're going to talk. <laughs> I've been on teams who want to say, uh, like, if someone's coming right behind them, say heavy, like heavy, heavy, heavy. They wanted me to yell that so that they knew someone was right behind them, um, or they just wanted me to say time, 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 like they had a lot yeah, of time. Time. Whatever you can say, whatever you want, heavy. but just okay, I don't know. I've never heard heavy, but it was I like soccer time. guys. It was a bunch time. of soccer guys. You got time. You got time. You got time. That's you got not time. even a soccer phrase. I don't yeah, know, but I'm just saying whatever <laughs> you can come up with whatever you want. But your team needs to come up with some language so that you can help each other out. Don't go into it blind. So is the patience thing more of a communication thing? Is that where it's derived from, or I think it has a lot to do with it. There, but if nobody, if like let's let's go to a worst case scenario where you're playing with a whole bunch of people that have never played deck hockey in their entire life, and you're chasing it back in your own zone, your goalie's not saying anything because they're just mute. All right, that's, that's a wor- that's that's a worst case scenario. Yeah. Check your blind spots, man. It's I mean, like if you hear footsteps, then it might be time to panic. But you take a peek over your shoulder and you see, okay. I can turn. Maybe I can carry it behind the net. I can get my head up. I can look down the deck and I can see, do I need to bank it up the boards? Can I make it through pass? Can I carry it? A lot of people are afraid to carry it out of their own zone. And a lot of times that defender, he's not rushing you. Most of the time, they're not going to chase you behind the net. And if they do, that's bad. That's bad. They, defense. You want them to do that. That's, you want them to chase you behind the net because now they're you. out of position. Yeah, for your breakout, exactly. that's fantastic. So you need to know where people are. that's terrible. But yeah, have some composure, take a deep breath, and honestly, trust yourself. I think it's a lot of people who are panicking because they don't think they're very good, 
you're better than you think you are. You have more time than you think And it's you it's harder to get the ball from you than you think. Even if you're terrible, they have to get around you. You have possession. You control the game. Bend your knees, drop your ass, and make them go around yeah, the body. And I think, I think something Chad brought up earlier, all of our tip of the weeks are they're really intended to make you a better player. They all work together, whether it's patience, whether it's communication, or uh, how to shoot. Everything is all about making you a well-rounded deck hockey player. And that's... In person, in life. Right. Well, if you guys have suggestions for things that you want us to rant about and, you know, small, minute details, even give us an idea and we can mm-hmm. spin that into something. But this is honestly, this is my favorite thing to talk about is just the strategy of the game and just small, the small things that you don't realize that have a huge impact, yeah. just like taking a deep breath and taking your time. The difference between turning over the ball and making a smart pass could be the difference between a goal and a turnover and a goal against you know, mm-hmm. and that changes games. That changes games. That half a second you take when you're actually running around the net and you don't throw it cross ice and get picked. And then you have a breakaway. All right, on tonight's episode, Eric Mock, what did you learn? Oh boy. Tonight that I, oh geez, I learned that uh, you shouldn't cherry pick, to be perfectly honest. I do not like cherry picking. You're lazy. Get back on defense. Ryan Shackelford, what did you learn about the power play? Well, I learned that the power play kind of ties into how we ended it with patience. And, it, you know, it's more of a left-to-right passing game, waiting for your opportunities, not rushing. Chad Canelli, what did you learn about patience? Patience, I learned if you're ever in Manitoba, go to Vamos Tacos, and it's the best place there. Yes. <laughs> what did I learn? Michael Holtz, what did you learn about the balls? Uh, cradle. They go over Shackelford's shoulder way too easily. 500 points Michael Holst <laughs> what I actually what I actually learned tonight is Michael Holst aka Chubby Cheetah 500 point deck hockey career believe in yourself dream and achieve and he sniped the shit out of that one on me too it was a freaking great goal thank you all for listening to another episode of Deck Hockey Focus uh, for all you out there keep it all deck